0: So how do you feel about the best if used by and then there's a date on your food? So you see, I can, I can get inside the very innards of your house now to see how you, you handle this. Yeah. So it's this date on the food and it depends on who you are. And what type of food it is, I suspect. Now, I'll bet some of you in here are just tossers. But I'll bet some of you are smellers. (laughs) Like you look at the date, and it says, ah, it was yesterday or the day before. Let me just take a whiff and see if it's okay you got to decide which one you are. You see, if you look at it, it's got mold and rot and that kind of stuff on it. You don't have to do anything else. It's gone. It's like the loaf of bread or the ham that's been in there. And you look at the bottom and you say, I wonder where that bag of ham went. And you look at it, you don't have to do anything except get it out. Yeah. You see, that kind of stuff can be compared to... Things in our lives. Yeah. You get where I'm coming from? Because the things in our lives, if you're not careful, they can be spoiled and they can be rotten. They can make you sick. Before you know it, the things in our lives just sit there because it's underneath the cheese in one of those drawers way back. Or it's the very low one where you knew you had a tomato. And you haven't looked in a while. It'll slow you down. That kind of stuff can hold you back in your lives. Now, I want to tell you where we're going to go with this today, best if used by. Uh, Moses is talking to the people of Israel after they have come out of captivity. Now, I'm going to be coming back to this. a few weeks because I want you to grasp after the first of the year where's God moving what do you know how to do with your lives where should I go how do I know God's will we're going to be working real hard on that so I want to set this up for you Gino talked about it a little bit this morning in Bible study Joseph had 12 sons. I'm sorry, Abraham and Isaac. Jacob had 12 sons. One of the 12 was Joseph. And there had been a famine in Canaan. And what happened is the people of Israel had to go there. But before they did, this young fellow Joseph was sold into slavery and went to Egypt before his family did. He rose up through the ranks and was second in charge. And so he was a powerful person. And this famine caused the people of Israel to go to Egypt and get food. And they ended up staying there. And uh, Joseph had favor with Pharaoh and in Pharaoh's court and in Pharaoh's house. But Pharaoh died. And when he died, away went the favor. And the new Pharaoh didn't really understand what had gone on with Joseph. He didn't want it. And so what he did was made the folks in captivity work harder and harder and harder. And he oppressed them more and more and more. And during that time, this Pharaoh wanted to kill all the male babies because the Israelites were so growing so virally. They were just so strong. And this young man, Moses, was stuck in an ark, stuck in a basket, floated in that river, and picked up by Pharaoh's daughter. And he was raised. And for 400 years, they were held captive. Moses came back to get them on God's report. And Moses took them through the Red Sea, all the plagues, and got them out into the desert. They were free. Have you ever been free? Have you ever been taken out of captivity? And there they were. You would think that all they would want to do is praise God and keep moving. But no. Here's what happened. Listen to this. In Exodus 16, 2 and 3... While they're in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died in the Lord's hands in Egypt, where we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out here in the desert to starve us the entire assembly to death. You see, the issue was they had no bread. They had run out of bread. And after they had eaten it all, instead of thinking about what they got out of and all the hard work, they said, why can't we just be back there where we can eat anything we want to eat? We sit around pots of food all the time and eat. But they were in captivity. See, sometimes the things you're trying to get away from, the the things you're trying to escape, once you break free, they still may call your name. They still may want to drag you back. They had no bread. But I want you to know, we've got a gracious God. We've got a God who's going to take care of us. No matter where we are. And so here's what happened. In Exodus 16, 4 and 5, Then the Lord said to Moses, God said it to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. Now, I don't know how he's going to do that. And Moses doesn't know how he's going to do that. But Moses told, was told that by God. And here's what it he continues to say. The people are going to go out each day and gather enough for that day. See, God's a, a God of giving us enough. Even in the desert, God will give you enough. In this way, I will test them and see whether they'll follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in and it's to be twice as much as they gathered on the other days. You see, the seventh day was day of rest. And on the sixth day, they were to gather two portions so that they didn't have to work on the seventh. You see, God's figured out our lives and what we need and how we need it before we ever do. He's already got it planned out for our lives. He knows what he wants for us. You see, it's his riches that we partake of, not our own. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of all the Israelites. Tell them at twilight tonight, you'll eat meat and in the morning you'll be filled with bread. Then you'll know that I am the Lord, your God. You see, he's going to rain down quail at night and bread in the morning. And that evening, quail covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the dew was gone, the thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, this is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. One day you're hungry. And you're in the desert. All you can think about is food. And the people of Israel called the bread manna. It was like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. It's further described in Numbers. To give you just another look at it. The manna was like coriander seed and it looked like resin. The people went around to gather it. And on the ground it it, in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into loaves. And it tasted like something made with olive oil. Meat at night, bread in the morning. And Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning or the next morning. You see, God has got a provision for you for today. And if he's saying it's enough for today, you either trust him and obey or you don't. He he doesn't want you to use it again because what he's got tomorrow is better than what you got today. What you're going to get tomorrow is fresher than what you're getting today. What you're going to get tomorrow is maybe the same thing, but God's got more in it for you. And the closer that you walk to God, the closer that you obey, the more that you listen, what's going to happen in your life is you're going to realize what God's got for me is enough. And what God's got for me is the best. See, God has a reason for his plans for us. You see, we don't battle against flesh and, blood. flesh and blood. But we battle against principalities and powers, and spiritual forces in high places. And they're after us. Take a look around the world. They're after us. What is it that Paul said? I, I don't want to do what I, I want to do what I don't do and I don't do what I want to do. And, of course, the people, God's people, are no different. He's rained down quail and bread. He's got them out of the grips of Pharaoh. He's crossed the Red Sea. They saw all the plagues that were there. Now they're out here in the desert, and God said, I'm going to give it to you every day, but don't save it. What do you think they did? What do we do sometimes when God says, that's enough. You don't need any more than this. Don't go any further. What do we do sometimes? We might just say, well, I might get one more. (laughs) Or I might just do one more. Or I think, God, I know you said it's enough. But. But. A few million people that day said, but. Exodus sixteen twenty. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning. But it was full of maggots and began to smell. Now, are you keeping something that you shouldn't? Are you hanging on? to something somewhere that you shouldn't eat. Because if you keep something too long that God says it's enough, you're going to have maggots and worms in it. It's going to make you sick. It's not going to work out for you. And you're going to wonder why. Best if used by. You see, God wants you eating today's bread, not yesterday's bread. There was a a bread factory on Orange Avenue in Daytona Beach. Man, oh man. You'd ride by that thing early in the morning. There was just no smell like it. There was one on I-4 in Orlando. You ride by it, you smell it. What you're smelling is fresh bread. You're not smelling day-old bread. God's manna, the next day, it rotted. And it had worms in it. But then today, he's got new bread for us. Fresh bread. Yeah. He wants us to have that. He doesn't want us to have old, stale bread that was good yesterday. You see, God is pushing us into... You don't have to pay much attention to the world to know that God is pushing us into this world. He's pushing us into more and more challenges from Satan. And we're going to need fresh bread every single day. And he's pushing us into a spot where he wants us to trust him. He wants us to come aside him. He wants us to be with him and pay attention when he says... No more. Let's go. I got another day. Take another step. Don't look back. Come on. Let's keep going. He wants you eating eat today's bread and not yesterday's bread. Because bread is not just for our daily provisions, but for our daily problems. You see, yesterday's bread was yesterday's problems, and it was enough. Today's bread is today's problems, and it'll be enough. God won't put you in front of or around anything that you can't handle. After this manner, therefore pray you. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. You see, This is how it is in heaven. Give us this day as it is in heaven. Give us this day your daily bread. John says it like this. So they ask him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? Or what will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as is written. He gave them bread to eat. And Jesus said this back to him. Very truly I tell you. It's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven. But it's my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven. And gives life to the world. That bread is Jesus Christ. And it's no one else. And it's nowhere else. And you're not going to get it any other way. The question was asked, sir, then always give us this bread. And then Jesus declared to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. See, the bottom line of this is, if you're eating old bread, you're going to get old results. And God doesn't want you to have old results. Results, he wants you to have new results for the new things that you're doing in your life. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The Psalter says the God of our salvation every day. He's going to put stuff in your account. It's like he's refreshing your card. I got a young, young son. He's, he's in the military. He's out of town. And sometimes I look at his account. And every now and then, I got to load him with benefits. (laughs) Now, we'll be talking about that when he gets home. But right now, I'm giving him some daily bread. Look, you may look in your account. You may pull it up and swipe it up and see that you don't have anything. And I'm not talking about your bank account. I'm talking about your spiritual account. You may think, because Satan wants you to think, I can't do it today. There's no way I can get through this, whatever this is. And you're going to you're gonna be told him, he's going to tell you that over and over. Before long, you're going to start believing it. And then you're going to say, I can do it. I'm just going to grab some of this old bread. Let me ask you this question. Do you have any old bread? I mean, you don't have to look at the date and you don't have to sniff it. You probably know where the old bread in your life is. I know I'm still trying to get rid of old bread in my life. And the closer that I get to the Lord the more I realize I thought this bread wasn't so bad. And as God is working in me, I'm looking back and saying, yeah, I got to get away from that bread. I thought that bread was good, but, but it's not. It's got mold in it. Don't make that sandwich. No. Get rid of the old bread. Now, now here's what I want you to do. Just this week, and you know, I'll give you a challenge every Sunday. Just this week. See, this is something you don't have to do with anybody but you. You know, when we're doing communion with bread, Jesus says, I'm sorry, it says in 1 Corinthians Paul said, examine yourself before you take communion, the bread, the wine. Examine yourself. So just this week, nobody's going to know. You don't have to tell anybody. Think about what is it in your life that has expired? What is it, this old bread, that you want a new, fresh bread today? So just one slice, you only need seven slices. Just think about each day, what is it I need to get rid of in my life? What is it that I can make better? Because God has some new bread for you today. Now, the new bread is the bread of life. And if you have come here today or you're watching... And you've heard this over and over and over and over. A friend of mine, a man I know, we were talking this week. And here's what he said. He said, you know, I was in church and I heard the call to give my life to Christ. He said, I heard it 17 times. He said, each time I got up and I walked out knowing That God wanted me to give my life to him. 17 times. It was the 18th time. When he said I finally surrendered. And he told me this week. He said I am so grateful. That somebody. Offered up Jesus Christ. On that last time. Or I would have walked out again. So you see. I take this serious with you. I take this serious with those that are listening. If this is your 17th time, and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, there's no better day than today. You can get all that old bread out. You can flush it and dump it. You don't have to sniff it and scratch it. You just throw it away. Because God's got your daily bread as it is in heaven. I am the bread of life. Anyone who eats me, they, they don't go hungry or thirsty so, do you want to change your life? Do you want to get rid of some bread? Old bread. Are you looking for something new from the Lord? He's got fresh bread for you. Best if used by was yesterday. He's got today. Best if used by today. So if you're here and you haven't given your life to Christ, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. You don't have to rush down here. You can. I, I heard a call and I went down front. I lived like hell for a few years. But God grabbed a hold of me. He never let go. Amen. Despite me. So if you'd like to give your life to Christ, we'll have people to pray for you today. And I'll pray for you. You can come forward and we'll pray the prayer Amen. that gets you a spot in heaven. Just like the man on the cross. Didn't have to do a whole lot. God's not a God of condemnation. He wants you with him. And if you have given your life to Christ and if your life is drifting, it's not exactly doing what you want it to do, now's the day to examine your life. And say, man, I got to push that bread out. Let's pray. And while we pray, I want to just talk to you a few seconds. Dear God, we thank you for those that are here today. Lord, I know in Lamentations you say because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. We're here this morning, and if you need Jesus Christ in your life, all you have to do is say yes to the Lord. Yeah. If you need a change in your life and get rid of some old stuff, today's the day. Just... Say that prayer now. Lord, I'm going to give my life to you. It's, it's not me anymore, it's you. Or if you need some cleanup, I've got to get that refrigerator cleaned out. Clean me out, God. Clean me out. So those of you that would like to have prayer, we're going to open up the, we're going to open up the front altar for prayer. I know it's a different kind of Sunday because we've got our tables and everything. But if you need prayer, come up front. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, come up front and contact me. We'll take care of that. Thank you, Jesus. This is Pastor Louis. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.